Hey everybody, Jack here. I'm not sure how many of our listeners actually live in Boise, but those of you who do will know this weekend to be the Weekend of the Tree Fort Music Festival. Uh, obviously, that means we were too goddamn far gone to even come close to recording an episode, let alone editing one, polishing it up, putting it all together. Uh, but we did do something for you. We repacked an older episode. We didn't want to leave you hanging. So please enjoy this 30 or so episode old Um discussion of the movie monkey shines from the late 80s Uh, i think it's pretty funny and we'll be back at you next week with a new episode thanks bye everybody let's have 10 minutes to ogle this monkey all right we good okay the monkey's gonna do monkey stuff Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Title Podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom and check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, uh, you could definitely check out the This Might Sound Crazy show, uh, which most recently took a look at some of the monsters from Native American lore, and they get a lot crazier than I was expecting, so that was really cool. Uh, for now, though, you're here with us. I'm Jack, and I'm back this week. Do you guys, do you guys miss me? Eh, eh. <laughs> I'm also fresh off of traveling for 36 straight hours from New Zealand and getting pneumonia. So uh, I'm going to cough a lot. Uh, every time I laugh, I cough, and so it's going to be a good one. <laughs> Four out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it'll be pretty solid. Uh, sitting to my right, though, is Jake. You slime, you filth, I'm going to take you to pieces. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is uh, a mentally deficient puke. It's Mark. That's me. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week we had to call an audible because of what a fucking hipster Jake is. Nah. Um, and so we will be uh, watching and reviewing 1988's, I think? Yes. Monkey Shines, colon, An Experiment in Fear. We'll get to that soon. It'll be a lot of fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. Uh, and when we do, and talk about it, we will be spoiling the movie. I forgot about the spoilers. I'm a little off my game today, boys, but it's, it's okay. okay. you gone. Spoilers. There will be spoilers for Monkey Shines. Yes. True. Okay. So on that score, let's do Beers wow. for Fears. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? I think this is the last week I'm going to be able to use this excuse, but I'm still chugging through the beers that I have. How could this How possibly this be true? Possible? We bought like an extra hundred beers, and it's only been a month. How is this possible? Okay. Anyways, um, not. I'll admit off the top, not the best connection. I'm drinking a Ruination IPA by Stone, because uh, you know, like this, this monkey really ruins this guy's life, man. You know what I mean? <coughs> you mailed it in. Yeah, is what I you did. mean. That's a real phone in. I don't yeah. care. This is a good beer, and and wow. it's a double IPA, so eight and a half percent. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I award you no points. Eh, yeah, I'm used to that. Mm-hmm. Can I get at least I am, two points? Uh, one for each IPA. Yes. Okay. You get two points. Yay! Out of ten. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. Next. In in light of my uh, recent pneumonia uh, diagnosis, or, or maybe diagnosis, I, I'm <laughs> going a little bit on the healthy side with my drink of choice this week, but I did tie it into the goddamn movie, because I'm a professional. Eh. So Pro I am drinking uh, some Brass Monkeys. Brass Monkey. Okay. That's actually a really solid move. <laughs> funky Monkey. <laughs> Thank you. So it's it's curing me. It's getting me drunk. It's doing all the things I like brass all at once. Monkey. 
And Jake. Jake's singing Brass Monkey. Monkey, <laughs> yeah. monkey. Jake, what are you drinking? Uh, what do you think I'm drinking? Golden I think monkey. you're drinking fucking a disgusting beer. No, it's not disgusting at all. It's a great <laughs> beer. It's super high in alcohol, and it's like one of the best bang for your buck beers you can get, dude. Belgian Triple, Victory Brewings, Golden Monkey. It's tremendous. Listener, drink it. Drink a lot of it. It'll get you. It'll knock your dick in the dirt. Or it vagina. tastes like nothing but cumin. Thank you for keeping that gender neutral. I think our listeners appreciate that. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do next? I forget. Are you fucking kidding me? I forget a little bit. Yeah, one week and, and you're just... So oh! <clears throat> we we usually talk about what's been rocking our horror worlds, but yes. because of Jake's hipsterdom, we're also doing this differently, too. No. it's not. Yeah. Uh, My hipsterdom did not cause George Romero to die, motherfucker. It might have. It's causing me to die. There's a butterfly effect thing here. But yeah, I don't know in what world your hipsterdom gave him lung cancer. That would be a hard he did, one to connect. Ju- but yeah, George Romero tragically died. Um, yeah, and we're super late to the game on it because of the way we record these, but we didn't want to do nothing, I would say. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, you got to give it a respectful amount of time just in case he does come back as a zombie. That's True. a good point. It's yeah. valid. Yeah. So now we're pretty Plus, sure we're not, the we're not zombie to ex- thing has sailed. And we're not trying to exploit the man. No. True. We're trying to Evans honor know. him. Yeah. So, Jake, uh, what has been rocking your horror world Romero-wise? I watched Night of the Living Dead. I mean, I took the lowest nice. of the low-hanging fruits, the most a classic. classic of the classics. This movie's public yep. domain, man. I mean, I think that is it, that is it really? Yeah, Jesus that's kind of Christ. actually. You should like look up the history of how this became public domain. It's remarkable. There were like three name changes as they were making the movie, and they forgot to like cross the T or dot the I when they finally settled on Night of the Living Dead, so it entered public domain. <laughs> <laughs> wow hurts but it was also like a huge help because so many more people can access it um so as far as the genre is concerned it's like the best thing that could have happened i guess and i don't think that yeah. he was all that much worse off for it either um this movie is like one of the perfect horror movies um it's really like a middle point between classic horror and modern horror you have a lot of like really crazy at least for the time this is a movie was made in 1968 things going on you have a black man in the lead role which is totally unheard of at the time you have for (coughs) like for the time really graphic depictions of violence and it kind of introduced the concept of the flesh-eating zombie it's certainly not the first zombie movie but it kind of takes them to another level at the same time though it's in black and white and has that low budget quality that is more reminiscent of much older chiller style movies so it's a very weird balance that ultimately i think the movie is much better off for having. Uh, I revisit that one at least once a year. It's one of my favorites of all time. You, you can't go wrong revisiting it. It's a classic. And, and to your point, I mean, we call these kind of zombies Romero zombies, right? They're so This is a, a type of zombie that exists now. It's a yeah. subgenre of zombie. Yeah. And because of this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, Fucking and, and these seven other of the dead movies that are out there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to pick that movie, uh, but I was pretty sure one of you two would, so I didn't uh, try <laughs> well, to mix things up a little bit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we specifically told you not to pick that movie, but you can take that on your own if that's whatever. Sure. I honestly don't remember that, but I was pretty feverish <laughs> when we were having that discussion. So, uh, um, And you're on the other I side watched, of the planet. So. Yes, I was. Uh, I watched The Crazies. Yeah, good choice. Which is the, uh, the horror sci-fi one. It's pretty great. This movie is bananas there's a lot of fucking shit happening in this movie but it's a fucking blast right this is like a post-apocalyptic or or i guess pending apocalyptic movie 
um, disaster going on. There's a few different factions of bad guys, and you're not sure who to trust, including the government, like the military at some point, because they're all have their shoot to kill orders. So it's just, it's got a lot going on. The acting is, mm, but the movie's great. It's, it's another classic. It's, uh, I don't think it, it belongs in the pantheon with Night of the Living Dead. Excuse me, but uh, I do it's think it's not, uh, definitely. Yeah, it's not all that far removed from Night of the Living Dead, is it? It was only a few years later. It was 73 that this one came out. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, five years or what have you. I'm not here to do yeah. math. It, yeah. Yeah, and then that one sprung a sequel, obviously. Have or not absolutely. a sequel, a fucking remake. Yeah, remake, have you yeah. seen the remake? Yes. I have been, I have seen the remake, um, and I have been, I don't remember the remake all that well. I've been reluctant to rewatch the remake. I remember it being not particularly terrible, so I'll just, I'd like to keep was that in my head. Fine. Certainly not great. It was good. definitely an Andy Dalton <laughs> line movie. Yeah. Yes, that's a very good descriptor of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was so unoffensive, but so milk toast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> milk toast as far as just like grunge horror goes. But yeah. the the original is decidedly not milk toast. Sure. Okay. It's pretty wild. Um, it's also I think interesting for one of the early Romero movies that didn't get chopped all to shit by the studio. So, and then recut. Yeah, we can we can talk about that. I think Monkey Shines is basically. One of the few examples of that. That's not a very common occurrence. Most of Romero's filmmaking was him retaining total creative control, as far as I'm aware. Actually, okay. Actually, as a result of Monkey Shines. (laughs) Well, because, see, I know there's there's Monkey Shines, and then uh, what's the, uh, the season of The Witch? Right, that movie was an entirely different movie until the studio took it from him, cut out half of the goddamn movie, and marketed it to softcore porn. (laughs) <laughs> they know what sells man yeah I, absolutely. I, I don't know much about the history of the season of the witch so i guess i can't comment but um so i, I maybe it was just because of that and uh and monkey shines but i kind of got the impression that that's happened on a few of his movies all right i i did notice uh where where actually did you watch this where did i watch the crazies, the crazies yeah uh google play i think oh okay i, I think it was uh freely available on amazon it wasn't in Australia or New Zealand, uh, whichever one I was in. All right. Well, <laughs> to be clear, I was in New Zealand, uh, but I was also in Australia for a brief period and in the airport transitory period. So I had to stay overnight at an airport hotel in Australia, and I watched a few movies in that hotel. Did you go on like some level of spirit quest? I went on several levels of spirit quest. How do you think I got <laughs> pneumonia? Okay, yeah, exactly. Spirit pneumonia. Things got weird. Your spiritual lungs are full of fluid right now. Exactly. Mark, how about you? What has been rocking your Romero horror world? I watched Creepshow, uh, which is actually, I hadn't ever seen it. uh, For some reason, I managed to completely be unaware of anthology films in their entirety until I saw uh, Trick or Treat. I'm kind of with you, Trick or Treat. (laughs) Trick or Treat in like 2007 or something. Um, So yeah, I, I mean, Creepshow has obviously been around for a long time. It's one of the classic Romero films, but I had never really seen it. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy I took that dive. Sure. It's, it's a strange one. There's, there's zombies in like three different segments for virtually right. no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, okay, I, we, we can do a quick rundown. There's, there's five segments here and it's all based off of, um, like the, the frame narrative is that this kid is reading a horror comic book that his dad takes away and throws in the garbage and shit. So it's like Hell each yeah, of man. these, the zoom in, zoom out things are all comic book, like, fucking parents just don't understand they really don't 
Aaron Carter. He knows what's up. Oh, Nick Carter? Jesus. One of the two. I was doing the Will Smith rap. Oh, is that Will Smith? Eh, fuck. Is that not Will Smith? Did you think that was... It's definitely not Aaron fucking Carter. Mm, we'll have to do a fact check on that in the middle of our <laughs> Romero won't. segment. Um, I think you guys should bet. <laughs> I will bet, Mark, any amount I'm of here to any movies bet. or anything that it isn't Nick or Aaron Carter. I keep losing... Uh, you keep that's... losing at deals and you just don't want to make a deal? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's... Okay. Let's... Mm, this is early in the show to introduce the Scarecrow, but I'm doing a fact check right now. Okay, so I'll I'll admit defeat on this one. The song I was thinking of was the Lil Romeo and Nick Carter version, not... Or Nick Cannon, not Aaron Carter. Nick Carter. Uh, version of, of what song, Mark? Uh, parents Just Don't Understand. Uh, By whom? Uh, yeah, Original? I mean, you know... Nick Cannon, Nick Carter, Aaron Carter, they're all... It, it was all just on Nickelodeon, You're you still know? not getting to the heart of the matter. Mark, even if you had getting, gotten the name right, the song is not by them. The song is by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. But they do do a cover of it, which is the one I was familiar with. <laughs> that doesn't make you right. That's I, I, I was not doubting that Will Smith had a did it. My question was whether or not there was a version... Then included Aaron Carter. This is asinine. Is Mark, not. talk about creep show. <laughs> Hard hitting horror analysis. Talk about creep show. My mom started bugging with the clothes she chose. I didn't say nothing at first. I just turned to my nose. Creep show. So there's five segments and they're all basically equally absurd. The first one's Father's Day, where a zombie is obsessed with getting cake. <laughs> uh. The one thing that's really notable about this segment is it's Ed Harris is like a 30-year-old. I am basically only familiar with that guy from his role in The Rock and at, at his 60-year-old self. Mm-hmm. So seeing what... It's always fun to see like super young actors that you know as like the, the old men. It's weird. Sure. He, was, he also looks suspiciously like Viggo Mortensen. Oh, that's where that message came from. Okay, that makes more sense now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably yeah, I may have sent a text out to that effect. <clears throat> the the second segment was also pretty straightforward, but uh, <coughs> I would say this is easily the most unique of the of the whole uh, sure. anthology. But you basically have a guy getting attacked by grass. True to a, form. A true guy. to form. Uh. What do you mean, the guy? You, there's the main guy. He gets attacked by grass. Stephen King. Okay. Yes. Meteor shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a meteor full of hydro seed, and shit goes bananas. In yeah. any case, I, I would say this one more than anything else showcases Romero's sense of humor. Something mm-hmm. that I mean, something that permeates all of his films. I would say for the most part is there's some level of wonky humor commentary thing happening in the background. Um, and you get that in spades in the second segment. The third one is Leslie Nielsen, um, also R.I.P. I'm used to seeing him in the, like Naked Gun movies, <laughs> so seeing him as this weird uh, kidnapping serial killer dude is yeah, a lot was of, like the awesome. vengeful side was different. Yes, yeah, this is a super cool segment. I think this is was my favorite of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch just one, skip to the third Leslie Nielsen in full force segment. Yeah. Um, the fourth one was, I guess, the monster flick, the creature feature of, of the thing. It's um, basically, I don't want to give too much away. There's a crate. Yeah, don't give, don't spoil it. 
Yeah, it just There's something things. in a crate. Yes. Uh, and the last one would be the psychological horror du jour. Uh, if you are afraid of bugs, this is and the gross one for out you. Flick. Uh, yeah, to a certain that, extent. There's, dude, it's there's fucking grosser disgusting, things. man. I hate the last segment of this one. It's uh, gross. If I guess, if, I mean, if you don't like bugs, then I could see yeah, that. Yeah, I don't really like bugs, so there okay, you go. Bugs don't bother me at all. Okay, well, they bothered me. So there you have it. There's the quick rundown of Creepshow. I, I think it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. If you like anthology horror, this is one of the grandpappies. Absolutely. Uh, so give that one a watch. Nice. Yeah, it's classic. Even though I've only nice. ever seen it this one time. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah, so R.I.P. Mr. Romero. We will further honor you by talking about Monkey Shines. Yeah. The best as we get to the Deep feature cuts. presentation. That's why it gets the feature, because it's the best. Such a hipster. Over at ADZHorror.com this week, we watched 1988's Monkey Shines, colon, An Experiment in Fear. Uh, Jake, this was your Audible pick after... My Audible, yeah. Yeah, after you couldn't pick Dead Alive. Nope, oh, I... not Dead Alive. Well, Fuck. yes, Brain Dead slash yeah. Dead Alive. Yes, okay, cool, yeah. You couldn't pick that, and despite my uh, diplomatic efforts as an envoy, I even went down to New Zealand to see if I could meet with uh, Peter Jackson and get a copy for us. Yeah, broke No such piece. luck. Yeah. yeah, you were just a little late. Just a little late. We so, were not uh, about we, to pay $40 for a DVD. No, no. Um, so instead, you uh, you just picked a new one, new movie, yeah. and uh, I, did you pick this, I assume, because uh, George Romero's passing? Yeah, we basically decided that off-air, Mark and I, we didn't even consult you, that we were going to do a somewhat a George A. Romero-type show, in what shape or form, we weren't really sure, and I knew I needed to re-pick, so I just decided why not pick one of his. Um, look. And you went with Monkey Shines. I went with Monkey Shines. Um, it's replacing what was my guilty pleasure pick. I repeatedly called it my wild card pick last episode. <laughs> um, it's replacing a guilty pleasure pick. And look, it's a bit tough for me, and I'm not going to take blame for kind of mixing that up because when you're perfect like me, you don't have a lot of <laughs> pleasures that can be considered guilty. So wow. you really because have they're to go just out on a limb. You really, you re- you, you really have to go out on a, you really have to go out on a limb, Mark, which I did. For the team. For the team. Can we cut okay. his mic? This <laughs> is getting been absurd. forever. Yeah. It's just filibustering but, his own damn episode. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get into this movie in a little bit and, uh, and all that goes along with that. But first, Jake, you picked this movie and you know what that means. 30 seconds are on the goddamned clock. It's going to start when you start. Hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. Okay, so dude alert. Meet Alan. He's an aspiring athlete, all-around dreamboat. He enjoys long walks on the beach and ballistic stretching in his birthday suit and shoving bricks into backpacks and jogging up hills. He gets hit by a truck. Bam, quadriplegic. Naturally, he's very sad, tries to commit suicide, so one of his good friends, Geoffrey, gets him a monkey. It's going to be his assistant. It makes him happy, but he starts to realize there's some sort of weird psychological negative connection going on. Monkey begins killing everyone in his life, and he has to take drastic measures to get his own sanity back. Time. Wow. You kind of nailed it. You kind of nailed it. Well, you kind of nailed the first half of the movie. Now... But the rest of it's just kind of like a devolution. Is I thought Jeffrey was his brother. 
Geoffrey, I think, is just his friend. Yeah, they're just Ge- okay. Geoffrey calls him Ace, though, and that's cool. That is pretty cool. Like Geoffrey the giraffe. Yeah. Just like that. Yes. Yeah. It's a magical relationship, frankly. One of many in this movie that I would consider magical. They are good friends. It's about a man and his monkey. Man, that... Oh, God. And, I'm so excited to talk about and this And the psychic connection, connection betwixt them. Yeah. Tale as old as time. <laughs> so, Jake. Yes, Jack. I presume you'd seen this movie before. Yes, Jack. How many times? Uh, I think like twice. Okay, not a lot. No, no. First like I said, I don't really child? have any guilty pleasures because I'm objectively perfect. Oh my so. god. Get oh, past Christ. it. <laughs> uh, for first viewing, as a child or not as a child? Um, it was as a child. This is one of those ones. It's actually a really good question. This is one of those ones that, and my parents listen to this podcast on occasion, which is a bad decision on their part. Growing up, they had <laughs> like on these. Hey guys. V- we had VHS tapes that would like have double feature type whatever channel would like have a horror movie and then a horror movie and they would like tape both of them and they were they were usually like not connected at all i don't know why they were done as double features but each vhs would have like two movies on it and i think this one was actually on one with creep show so that i guess the connection would be romero well that but makes sense <laughs> i remember watching that for creep show and then i just like left it on and so i kind of saw it and i found myself getting drawn into the movie so that's the first time i saw it i was probably fucking 12, 13 years old, maybe. Okay. How did it hit you at that time? Uh, I thought it was fucking hilarious. Okay. Because I couldn't get through this when I was a kid. Oh, dude, there's so many good lines, though. (laughs) I couldn't get to the good lines. It's just boring, adult, depressing shit. No, Alan is so funny, man. It's just suicidal quadriplegia. That's all it is. It's horrible. Mm -mm. No. And then you have Nurse Ratchet in the background. Oh, my God. Uh, but before terrible. we get too deep into it, look, I'm not going to forget this segment. We got to figure out what in the fuck oh, subgenre God. of horror this movie fits into. I didn't forget. It's fine. I'm just a little delayed. That's fine. We'll get there eventually. This is going to be like a four hour long podcast of just Jack, Jack yeah. coughing and trying to remember things. Woo! Mm-hmm. Mark, give us a subgenre of horror this fits the fuck into. It's not a. I mean, the closest I would say it is is monster, but even then, it's like, yeah, not, not really. a monster movie. I, no. It would. I mean, technically, I guess we have creature feature on here. I don't think it's that either. And I'm gonna we, go, and we go next. Don't and Mark, have that on our list, so Mark, Mark, you're you're gonna hate this. Okay. Sci-fi. It's not fucking sci-fi. That's a stupid. This answer. is kind of sci-fi. Jake, 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 no, we're not even oh. talking about it. Jake, you go. Is it? Wait, is it a sci-fi movie or not? It's not a sci-fi movie. It's a little bit sci-fi. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh my god. Yes, I'm positive this is not a sci-fi movie. What a I stupid mean... fucking input that was from Jake. <laughs> god. <laughs> I think you have to. It feels like kind of a cop out, but this has to be slotted into something like psychological, because when you really like take a step back and look at this movie as a whole, like a lot of this is this guy dealing with his affliction, I guess. And yeah, the existential dread of, it's, of disability. It, there's a, lot, a lot of it is the existential aspect. And you throw in a monkey, and that's very real, tangible. But a lot of what's going on, a lot of what's going on is not even related to the monkey. That's so. some analysis right there, yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it real, is the monkey. <laughs> not, the, not the depression from being disabled. Differently yeah. abled. No, I mean from a horror standpoint, Mark, you dick. 
<clears throat> yeah, gotcha. I actually, I begrudgingly will give this one to you. I hate the ter- I hate the psychological horror thing that we have on here because it's such a vague term. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It is. That's all very good analysis up until you started talking about how the monkey made it real. It did. It made the horror <laughs> aspect real. Okay. Other than that, it's an adult fears movie. Yep, definitely an adult fears movie. Yeah, I got I got one more. Um, I do, Mark. Kind of a non-traditional approach to this genre, but uh, home invasion. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. That's I what I was, I was. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the last third is a home invasion by a monkey. <laughs> it gets real, which makes it really monkey. real. Yeah, it yeah. makes it real. Jesus monkey Christ. equals sign real. All right, I think that's all the subgenres we're gonna get to. Thank God. Mm, I think it's Christ. sci-fi, though. I do agree with you. It's not yeah, sci-fi. There's nothing sci-fi. here that's sci-fi. <laughs> Mark, had you seen this movie before? No. no. No? Did you know about this movie? I had never heard of this movie at all in my life. I will, however, say, Jack, that I have seen the episode Monkey of Malcolm in the Middle, in which Craig is uh, disabled That's based on this movie. Like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I-, I saw this one second, so I- there's an outside chance that this movie was based on that episode, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Fair uh, enough. Yeah, so Craig gets a capuchin monkey that tortures him and... For a little while. Don't worry about it. But this is this is kind of a, a pop culture punching bag a little bit. Like, um, there's a whole... Uh, How Did This Get Made? That podcast, one of their most famous episodes is about this movie. And it's just... I feel like it comes up a lot. Sure. I think that... I, it's interesting. I, I guess I don't really know why... I, I don't know a lot of the lore of this movie. I'm a, I guess I'm a late to the game. But one of the things that's charming about it is how unique it is. There's no other movie about unique. being a, like tortured by a helper monkey. No, there is it's not. It's super unique. And like the reason I chose this as my guilty pleasure is because Wild card. what? Wildcard. <laughs> yeah. The reason I chose this as my guilty pleasure is because this is a movie that like I actually do enjoy and it is super unique like you just mentioned. Um but whenever you mention it to someone, you get a response of like just straight up laughter, kind of like when I picked it last week and Mark just started laughing. That's yeah, kind of what you always get. That's because you, you audible about monkey shines. I laugh. Talk be- about it. I I was unaware of what it was, so that's not true. I laughed because you audibled from an ex- incredibly hipsterish pick to an even further hipsterish pick. They, neither of those are hipster picks. Okay, th- well that's simply not true. They're both classics. You Both have can a be very true. skewed perception of reality. <laughs> <laughs> I would have bet money before performing this exercise for this website that monkey shines was one word. Uh, I, I believe there out, is a term monkey no. shines. What does it is mean? There, that is one word, but it's not this movie. Huh. I think and it's I, like what tomfoolery. Is that? Or like skylarking? Yeah. Why don't we use that word a lot more? Monkey shines. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. So this movie is just about like malarkey, just some hijinks. <laughs> I think so. Good natured romp. Um, clearly, that's what the monkey. That was from the monkey's perspective. He's just monkey shine. Merriam-Webster dictionary: mischievous or playful activity, prank, usually used what in a, plural. What a weird title for this movie. I mean, I guess it hits the monkey thing square on the head. Yeah, the monkey part is accurate. The shine part. I had assumed. I had a whole thing. There's so many qualms. The monkey's I have. got a little shine to it. There's so many. Yeah, there's so many qualms I have with the title. I figured that they were going for the monkey has the shine from The Shining. Yeah. There's, Even though this came out awesome, so long before, that would be an awesome universe tie-in. I'm in support uh, of it. Maybe okay. it did shine. 
It kind of did. It had, they were shine. Some, it had a little yeah. shine to it. There's yeah. some direct psychic connection between them. Yeah. He can see what the what the monkey sees. Yeah, oh, he can I, smell I, what the rock is cooking. I like this. Maybe like he this. can smell crime. <laughs> second, second qualm. What is the experiment in fear for? This is There's an experiment. No experiment. There's no experiment. There's an experiment in trying to make monkeys smarter. So one yeah. thing I didn't know, I didn't know that this uh, subtitle existed until this viewing. Yeah. Didn't know. Yeah, man. Don't care for it. Yeah, you're probably better it's off. It's not good. No. Also, can I just say... No. Thank fucking God that the studio took this out of Romero's hands and cut it all up. It was twice as long before they <laughs> edited it. Long. It's so long. So long. It's way too long. But yeah. we'll it's... get to that later. Oh, oh God. Let's think stay about, on track. Think about how many fucking good quotes we missed because they cut it all up. True. Uh, True that. <laughs> I, I don't know. This movie is could chock be full. Missed. Okay. Is that maybe something that the movie does right? Jake? I thank you, Mark. For Is that where you're transitioning into? tying into the next segment? I I think so. <laughs> There's Good. so much charm in the dialogue in this movie. Like there is that right there is where, as you mentioned earlier, Romero always builds in some absurdity, some some humor, and the way that some of these interactions take place are just fucking hilarious. Yeah, like such good quotes. And so cheesy too. But like there's well, there's a different, there's a whole spectrum of of like how a quote can be really good. Like it can be super badass, or it can be like super well executed, or like witty, or whatever. All of these are just really fucking cheesy. I don't know, man. But they're they're not they're not all the way to the rowdy Roddy Piper in yeah. They Live style yeah. of cheesy. Yeah, they're a step before that. Okay, I mean I'll give that to you, but I I don't really know. I don't words can't describe that what that spectrum looks like like those it's two different types of cheese you know it's it's cheddar versus like goat cheese you know what i mean sure yeah sure i don't know what you mean care to elaborate i don't care to elaborate i'm gonna leave it at that i felt like that was a very good analogy that just explained it perfectly okay i'm sure the listener appreciates that horse shit Uh, another thing the movie does really well is it does hit you really hard with the adult fear stuff like it makes this quadriplegia brutal. And it, it shows a fucking lot of it, from the sponge baths to the turning the pages in his law school textbooks with the, the, the stick to just all yeah, of it. it he is tough, helpless. It's to like yeah. to the monkey raising its hand for him. I mean that's terrible. <laughs> I know. You get put on the spot by another creature. It sucks. Yep. Nailed it though. He did nail the that answer. Was- Pretty much my law school experience, my goddamn monkey answering all my questions. <laughs> That's why you passed the bar, though. The monkey just sitting there taking notes for you. <clears throat> Actually, l- little interesting side note on that, Jack. I'm just curious what your opinion is on the legal aspects of this movie. There's some background legal shit happening. <laughs> there sort of is. Yeah, there's there like one scene. Really? <laughs> is that what law school's like? You just, you live at I home? I mean, that... That is actually a very accurate description of, of what law school was like for me. Just a big hall and a professor up there, for the most part, just going, and then this case was next. What happened in this case? And then <laughs> and your then monkey raises answers. its hand. And then a monkey raises its hand. And I'll tell you this much. These people seemed like they were unfamiliar with the monkey. Like, th- this was a novelty to them. It was like the first but day they, of law school. Yeah, but it went unremarked upon until it answered for him. I feel like Get the monkey stuff out of the way. Like, if you're that law yeah, school yeah, professor, yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta be like, all right, look, so, 
everybody, let's have ten minutes to ogle this monkey. Yeah. All right, we good? And maybe okay. The monkey's gonna do monkey yeah, stuff. Maybe even do like a little on behalf of the prof there. Maybe even yeah. do like a little side lecture on case law pertaining to like service animals. There, you know, fucking yeah. A guy was allowed to bring a mini horse onto a fucking plane because of the ADA. <laughs> a mini horse, <laughs> little yeah. Sebastian, into the cabin, into the cabin, into the cabin. Fucking, it didn't sit. It just stood there and shat. What kind of what airline? I don't remember. Name names, Jack. This town. <laughs> Did it get to fly the plane? I didn't do all that well in administrative law. <laughs> well, <laughs> glad we took that. Glad so that's we something that else detour. the movie did right. <laughs> yeah. What else did it do right? Uh, we talked about this already. The novelty of it. I mean, the this movie you can have campy horror with good lines and whatever that just falls by the wayside and disappears into the annals of history. The reason this one hasn't is because it's you didn't the even only... know about it. Uh, true. <laughs> the world did, though. <laughs> it, yeah. People if are the world forgot everything stuff. Mark was unaware of, we would be in a very strange place. Mark has really weird blind spots, so. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I basically have tunnel vision, as far as most historical pop culture goes. In any what case. What is your tunnel? What is your tunnel? I don't. I don't know how to answer what? that question. It would be a metaphorical interpretation of things outside of the things that I know. That would be the tunnel. Would be the things that I know, Jake. That's what. Don't tunnel we all have tunnel means. vision then? <laughs> Can I, I bring a mini horse into the tunnel? Yes. <laughs> My God. Anyways, the There's reason I think this thing is still relatively functional is because it is a novelty. It's atypical. It's not something you've and seen a it- hundred times before. It is that. I think there's a fairly good reason why we haven't seen it since. Okay. Because this movie did it perfectly. Exactly. <laughs> it's. I don't think it's a deep pool that you can like keep plumbing the depths of. I think there's basically oh, only the need chestnut. of one. You could yeah. remake the this. The secretly evil genius killer helper monkey. That is mm-hmm. also psychic. Yes. Yep. Absorbing the rage of poor all man. Was it absorbing his rage, or was it imbuing him with its rage? I think it was a positive feedback loop. The monkey was okay. full of rage, which brought out the rage in Alan. His name's Alan Man, spelled with two L's. So it's all, he's all man. That's great. <laughs> I told you, man. Dude alert. Yeah, dude alert. Alan? Anyways. Alan? <laughs> That's a joke that literally no one gets. <laughs> I don't care. Anyways, feeds him. He gets ra- he gets angry. Monkey gets angry. He gets angry. It's a it's a positive loop. Speaking Thanks for of explaining Alan, what a positive feedback loop is, Mark. Yeah, the, the the rage keeps moving in circles. In a circle. Yeah, it just never circles stops. of rage. Speaking of Alan, another thing the movie does right. What a goddamn beefcake that guy is, huh? I mean, they they wasted no time. Frankly, it was thirty four seconds in. I can't. I, I checked. Okay. <laughs> Naked uh, calisthenics. You see, you see him ballistically stretching. Um, he says, I'm going for a run. Cut to him on a oval on rug. A rug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just in the buff. Wiping Ballistics. his butthole all over that thing. And then so, he just throws on a bunch of wrist weights, ankle weights, and a backpack full of bricks. Yeah. Dude. All sorts he of He watched weights. that episode about of Samurai Jack about how to jump good. Yeah, can we just issue an A to Z horror PSA right now? We don't support running with a backpack full of bricks. That shit will fuck you up. We support jumping with a boulder tied to your back, because that's how you learn to jump good, Mark. Yeah, well, good. that part's true. 
Those are two mutually exclusive. Those are different things. See, it's we a had a buddy. Jack. We had a buddy in college that tried to learn how to dunk one summer by tying uh, weights to his ankles. He <laughs> yes, should have had the did. boulder on the back. He might have been able to dunk. So he ankle weights are actually a very good way to work out. They decrease your efficiency of running by like eighty percent or something obscene. But a backpack full of bricks will just screw up your back. He would basically well, Mark, probably have been paralyzed 80s. regardless of whether or we, not he was hit by a truck. We we just talked about the ballistic stretching. People definitely don't advise ballistic stretching either anymore. All of that yeah, stuff is like he, an exercise in what not to do. <laughs> yeah, when he true. got home, he probably got in what he probably usually got in one of those machines that just like jiggles your midsides <laughs> a bunch. I think that's a, this, those this movie either. is a solid 30 years after those were in use. I'm really unclear on when those are in use, if ever. Do you think this guy had one of those personal saunas where your head just sticks out? <laughs> I bet he did. And you come out looking like a cartoon bag version of yourself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What else is the movie doing? That, everything we're talking about, it's just so fucking charming. This movie has a lot of attractive people in it. On top of that, good segue into my thing, uh, this movie not only has Stanley Tucci... As a yep. 27 as year old, I don't know, he was super young. Dickhead doctor. He's named, still bald, though. In uh, another wonderfully named character, his name is Dr. Wiseman. <laughs> okay. But also, features. Wait, are there two characters named Man in here? No, 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 no. His name's Dr. Wiseman. One word. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, okay. I mean, come on. There's Man and there's Wiseman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and one of them's a doctor. I'll let you guess which one. But also notable, Stephen Root's first ever film. Yes, amazing. Pretty fucking wow. cool in that regard. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. True. Yeah, he was a wow. stage actor prior to joining this movie. That's so he had like cool. some experience, but this is where it all started. It started here, and it got all the way to Get Out. <laughs> I mean, Get Out some is Some staplers and margaritas in between. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And he's salted. It's no salt. <laughs> no salt. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're all firing on all cylinders right now, guys. We well, need to call it down. Our host can't speak because he's too busy coughing. <laughs> there you go. Get it out there. You summoned it. It's fine. Is there anything the, else? The is there anything else you guys have to say? Pneumonia. Or can we move on to what the movie does wrong? No, we have more. Then say it. Do we? I think we do. <laughs> we haven't even touched on Boo. We haven't even touched on Boo. Boo is does this... a tremendous job. Is this monkey yes. overweight or not? I can't tell. There no. are shots where the thing looks no. morbidly obese, and then there are shots where it looks like a normal monkey. No, it's just sitting, like, folded in on itself. Yeah, it's hairy, too. Yeah. Okay, Mark. yeah, you've talked me out of it. It's, Look, it's a Mark, hairy just because in the 90s, the capuchin monkeys on TV went all, like, anorexic skinny to show up on screen, doesn't mean that the capuchin monkeys in the 80s did the same thing. It's the Hollywood monkey film complex, yeah. I'm also... Yeah, it really went I'm south. body shaming this monkey. Frankly, I'm Marcel a little offended. Marcel was a capuchin, right? Yes, it's a capuchin. I'm capuchin. a little... And Marcel was a capuchin. I'm a little yes. offended. Uh, I don't know. I think it was, yeah. If you don't know Mark... Okay. It's... I, well, well, I want to... I don't know. I, I feel like they're the same. Capuchin monkeys are named after pa- capuchin monks, also, by the way. It's a, Mark, well, I'm very disappointed in you. I'm 95. I, do you want me to quote the freaking genus and species of, of Marcel? I don't know. I'm pretty you sure You have quoted way more specific information from that particular television series. I'm, t- I'm saying I think it's a capuchin. I'm just not positive. I'm not a monkey okay. expert, Jack. Well, I'm not a monkey Research that. Hit me up next week. Okay. Uh, so back to Boo. 
The coffee drink, Boo. the cappuccino, is also named after Capuchin monks. <laughs> you see what fucking deal with this Boo kid? is talk, the talk name of the monkey actor, right? Yeah. Yes. Boo's great. I love Boo. That, oh, Jack, how does Boo dude. act? <laughs> so fucking well. So yeah. great. It's charming. Yeah. Oh, you won't and the see... bond between them seems so real. Oh, man, I know, it almost made Boo, me cry. When Boo puts on the music and hugs him, oh, your soul God, sings. You're going to make me cry. And Guys, your soul sings. You won't see monkey, monkey acting of this caliber until the late 90s. Basically. Even then. Marcel yeah. cannot hold a candle to Boo. That was early you 90s. You won't see it again. This yeah, that was not early we, 90s. You could, argue, you could argue that we haven't seen monkey acting of this Mark, caliber this is since. Important point of order here. Friends was not the early 90s. Friends started in the mid-90s and went through the early 2000s. I think we've had this bet before, and I'm bet. pretty sure I won. Bet. And Marcel bet. was in, like, season two or three, which would still put it in mid-90s. Bet. Yeah, but that's not the early 90s. You're breaking my balls, Jack. Bet. <laughs> I think Friends started in 1994. Bet. <laughs> We're, We're not going to make the same bet again. Which bet. the only reason I won was because Jack said September, and it premiered in August. <laughs> something do you are you confident so, enough to remember the bet. answer no i'm not confident enough to remember the answer i'll bet yeah buddy do it friends premiered in september of 1994 do it take them up <laughs> take them up i don't want to watch another terrible movie the listeners are waiting <laughs> are you gonna bitch out on nah he's, he's i already gonna, have he's not taking yes the <sighs> that's what you get listener when you take mark's side PSA listener, A to Z Horror does not support peer pressure. Ah, fuck you, Mark. <laughs> Let your friends think you're uncool. They'll think you're cooler in the long run for not having bowed to their whims. I lost all respect. Let us know when that comes around ago. for you. Can we get back to talking about the movie? Because I feel like we've started talking about friends, which was a weird thing. Well, you compared the caliber of acting of whatever monkey played Marcel, whose name I don't even know, and I know a lot of animal actors' names, to Boo, the monkey who played Ella. And that's craziness. We've, okay, the last thing I have to say, unless someone else has something positive that the movie did, um, and we've ta- we've kind of circled around this a little bit, but I, I do actually think that the acting in this movie is very good. It was first touched on in the charm of the lines and how they're delivered, but... There are memorable characters in this movie. A lot of them. Yes. It's all serves the role very, very well. I every, would say, every character. I would yeah. say that's actually part of the Romero thing that he does. Is His characters are very extreme characters. They are... Boiled down they are, their Yeah, they are... Exactly. They are essential characters with no, yeah. no sense of moderation involved. You might have, like, the one moderate character thrown in to be just, like, the, the voice of reason who's surrounded by a bunch of crazy people, but those <laughs> characters are few and far between. Like, the nurse yeah. is a goddamn psychopath. His mom is just a judgmental, terrible person. I hate that nurse so fucking much. He's a jerk. The doctor's a he's, jerk. His he's friend's not a, a jerk. What are you talking about? He's... Alan? No, he's not yeah. a jerk. He's... Okay. It's not so much he's his a dream fault because there's Mark. some... Because there's some psychic, like, positive feedback loop that makes him be angry all the time. But he's not, even if 
even if that was all just his own emotions, those are understandable and reasonable emotions, and the people in his life who are supposed to be supporting him freak out because he uses the word fuck a couple of times in a sentence. But they're hilarious implementations of the word fuck, so there's, a- there's they are absolutely pretty, no pretty reason for them to go great. all crazy on him for it. But, like, yeah, let the man be depressed for a little while. He's, well, he, he does was... try to kill himself. Yeah, I mean, don't let him kill himself. That's that's probably... I'm we not saying draw let the him... Line that's a, those are very different that. things, but it's not... He's not a jerk because he gets depressed and his personality changes a little. He's he's kind of a jerk because he psychically compels a monkey to kill a bunch of people, though. Uh, Mark, he's I only think, a jerk. I mean, the nurse at least, no. The nurse had it coming. He's so did the bird. A jerk. The bird definitely had it coming. Fuck Bogey. That fucking bird. He's Doesn't only even a jerk sound like Bogart. His, his canines get all huge and he's, like, actively connected to the monkey and he's saying shit like calling his mom a blood-sucking bitch. Question. Yeah. Is this a werewolf movie? No. Oh, okay. Good. But it's some kind of lycanthropy. Gla- gla- yeah. I mean... No. Right? Were-monkey? Like like a monk-anthropy? That's not how that works. Is he turning into a monkey? <laughs> Is this a body horror movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. This might be body horror. There's that one scene where they're doing surgery. Shut the fuck here's, up. Here's, here's a question. <laughs> Why does it take them so fucking long to realize that the monkey can let itself out of the cage? This genius monkey that can reach its arm through the bars and manipulate switches and levers and doorknobs and other objects, it takes him three quarters of the movie to say, you can let yourself out of this cage, can't you, Ella? I mean, I think that kind of ties back to what I was getting at earlier with the characters, is to a certain extent, in order to be the level of boiled down essential character that Romero requires you have to be immune to logic to a certain extent like yeah you you have to have your eyes shut for most of the movie and then just like pop in for a random scene knowing nothing else and be like oh what's going on yeah to blindly rush into a to a room only to be attacked by a monkey that you didn't see for some reason (laughs) sure (laughs) well speaking of being immune to logic what did this movie do wrong that kind of stuff incredible Lack, yeah. There's there's a lot of issues with the internal logic and workings of this movie. Before we get into that, I have one thing that I just want to hammer out. This is going to be literally three seconds. The original, like the very first surgery scene in the movie. Nice. Not literally three <laughs> seconds. You didn't even get into it. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh, these are West Coast seconds. You wouldn't know about that. <laughs> uh, during the surgery scene where they are initially repairing his C4 thing, whatever. Uh, the clock in the background? Did either of you guys notice the clock in the background? It's crazy. It's going, it's just spinning rapidly. It's like, <laughs> it's going like 20 miles an hour and everyone else is going normal. It, it goes like, it's literally, the shot is about two seconds long and it changes three hours. I rewound to make sure I wasn't having a fever, a dream, fever dream of that <laughs> happening. I have no idea, like, what? Why? Why does that, why is that there? Immersion. Just to make things unsettling? Yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder Attention if they were trying. to detail what this movie does right. I mean, I wonder if they were trying to go with a time-lapse shot to show how long the surgery was going to take. Some kind of a montage. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, communicated well to the editor, so the editor put in, like, conversation over the top of it. <laughs> but yeah, just that on its own was impossibly It was baffling. Weird. Yeah, yeah was I, baffling. Have, I don't understand it. I loved it. Yeah. That was three seconds, right? <laughs> What's funny is when Jack says, can we talk about something for a second, it's literally one second. When I say, can we talk about something for three seconds, it's like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that interesting. 
it's... That's how time works in the coastal city of Utah. Yeah. And we're on the coast of Salt Lake. Think about wow. it. Think about it. <laughs> also, Utah's not a city, I think. I was debunking my own point. Don't get defensive. <laughs> we bring a level of journalistic integrity, I think, and I appreciate your willingness to correct Called your myself own out. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Someone else say some things. This movie is too fucking long. Yeah. It's too goddamn long. Yeah. Ultimately that's of... its that's its biggest weakness, right? Like Yeah, that's its yeah. main downfall. There are too many characters to sit through the whole thing. There's yeah. basically no reason for the nurse. You could very you this is this is my this is how I think you could redo this to get rid of a substantial chunk of time. Combine the mother with the nurse cuz you don't need both characters. And right. the evolution of the mother, like the mother, just comes in hot, being super angry about everything. Whereas if you just have her be the character the entire time, she can go from being like a pleasant, lovely little lady until she's just been pushed. Mark, to the brink. I don't like what you're doing here of setting a precedent that when we point out a flaw with a movie, we have to come up with a way to fix it because I don't think that's a sustainable model for us. Probably not. Absolutely. But it's just not. it's an illustrative example of they took something that could have been a tight eighty or ninety. I, I added complexity it, to though. it that was not required. I, I don't know if it'd be as easy to shed one of those characters as you're letting on. I think I it's a nurse. Think it you think so? So mom yeah. rolls in, has a bird with her. She needs. There needs to be something that can be that conduit to like the first. The nurse is yeah a good initial kill scene. because she it's totally justified and you can still be on his side a little bit for it. You're talking about the bird. The bird. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, the mom just has the bird in this situation. She moves in with okay. her kids, so she has to take her pet with her. Yeah, you just, you can't, there are essential elements of both, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm hitting my fucking mic with my beer, I'm so animated. Riled me so up. angry. So angry. Let me see you rage. There are essential elements of both characters that I think you definitely have to be careful of. You can't just be like, cut the nurse, or cut the mom. You can't do that, in this case. Yeah. Sure. You could probably do without the subplot of his ex-girlfriend leaving him for his shitty dog. Oh, no, I loved that, man. You don't need any of that shit no, you for do. Stanley Tucci? A lot of this, I mean, I like the fact what? that Stanley Tucci's in it. What are you just talking about, man? But I feel like a lot of this was just that they couldn't figure out what to keep from the book. Because this is based on a book. We hadn't mentioned that yet. And obviously, you can have that level of complexity in a novel. But if you tra- if you try and translate all of those subplots onto film... You're going to have a bad time. I think, okay, you want to know what you can cut? I think you needed that because that is like some nice catharsis as far as the monkey. There's not, and there's not even catharsis there. I think there is. There sort of is, but they don't even like, sh- it's just like there's a match and then they show fire briefly and then but they, like, oh, but they're dead. But she, she's a huge bitch and she leaves him for this dude who like maybe knowingly fucked him over for life and then they both get their comeuppance. Was it supposed to be knowingly? I, d- I thought he was just sort of incompetent. I think he was... Mm, I don't know. Jack, where do you stand on him knowing or not knowing? I came down on he didn't try hard enough to cure him and could have cured him. A better doctor could have cured him. And then I felt like he at saw some point realized he, he like, could have maybe fixed it. No, I don't think he tried to do anything. I don't think it was an active attempt. Well, I choose to live in my own reality in this one. So Well... Both of Alan's girlfriends are quite fetching. Ah, uh, okay. That's what you want to know? Does right. 
You want to know what you can cut? You can cut the scene of quadriplegic sex. Uh, it's such a weird choice. It seems like a very accurate scene, I guess. I, I, you don't need it, though. It doesn't serve much purpose, but it does get some breasts in the film. I guess it Breast does. Breast film ever. No. I, oh, no? Cut that. Okay, cut that. Cut that in post, Jack. <laughs> No. I mean, anyway, the movie's too fucking long. Even yeah. if you don't cut any of the characters, you can cut a lot out of every scene. Certainly true. You can cut a lot of his like law school foibles. Yeah, the whole scene, the whole scene of the law school can just go away. Actually, yeah, he has no reason to go back to law school. None of that matters whatsoever. And and the whole law school subplot, like he can just be trying to read during those scenes or whatever. Sure. It does nothing. Or he could have like continued along his like I get that he's a quadriplegic, but he could have done something in the realm of athletics, like tried to go into administration or coaching or something. Right. Something right, right. natural. Like, they build up this athlete thing, and it's like, bam, you're a quadriplegic, so you have to shed that. Not necessarily. Like, it's like, right. we're going to jump from one thing to another, and I don't think that was totally necessary. You might have been able to shed a lot of time if you were just to have continued along the same line of logic. So, eh, yeah, too long for sure. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Okay. Uh, something important to bring up. Good. Something very important to bring up. And I should have brought this up way earlier. So we talked about how this was a Romero film that got taken away from him and all ripped to shreds. Yes. And, uh, yeah. and recut. Well, it has been such, shown. It's important to note that this movie like existed and then was and taken away changed. and recut. Yeah. It existed as a two hour and 34 minute movie, I think. Okay. It was long. <laughs> I can't conceive of what this movie would look like as that long. Another 20 minutes with a quadriplegic sex scene, actually. <laughs> That's probably long. true. Yeah. So, there are three different endings to this movie. Really? I didn't know that. They reshot some endings uh, at, at the studio's demand. Which and they, and they landed on, the come on, Ace, let's go fishing. God. That was the best which, of the group? <laughs> oh, raises God. the question, which version did we watch here? Because many of them are available. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I watched it so, on I watched it on Amazon. Okay, um, then it ended with come on Ace, let's go fishing. He's back to being able bodied and he can walk with crutches and shit. Yep. That's what I saw too on Amazon. Yeah, we all saw the one the one. one all three are available on Amazon like DVD, but this is the only version that's available on Amazon. Uh, like the instant streaming. The rental and as server. far as I'm aware, it's the only version available to stream anywhere. You so know what I'm what interested are... in? I want to go back to that like VHS because I know my parents have not thrown out any of those VHSs. Uh, I want to see what's on that. If it was a broadcast on TV, I would imagine it's the much more audience-friendly, nicer, happy ending. Which I assume Which is was... the one we saw. Yes, that yeah, we okay. saw the happy ending. Oh, okay. So what I are the other were... endings? Enlighten us, Jack. Uh, I don't quite remember off the top of my head. I know Alan dies in one of them. Uh, the monkey ends up killing Alan, I think was Romero's original ending. Figures. Really? And then there's one that someone close to Romero, but still under the thumb of the studio made that was some kind of split the difference. Maybe it's like a uh, Rocky style freeze frame ending with, with Alan and the monkey punching each other, but you never see who hits him. <laughs> I haven't seen the third one. Him thrashing around with the monkey in his mouth and then freeze frame <laughs> on that. They do. They do set it up. It's the typical thing where the way they shoot it it looks like the monkey's gonna come back like he throws it over and it just kind of like lays there yeah but that's exactly the shot you would also have in a movie where 
surprise, the monkey's still alive. Oh, last scene. Right. Um, uh, I, I will yeah. add, though, that, like, the studio recut of, like, I guess the jump scare, if there's a jump scare in this movie at the end that I'm sure we all saw, yep. given the fact that we watched it on Amazon and we just, just described the last scene that we were able to see. Uh, yeah, that thing is actually... I'm super happy they added that because I think it adds a lot. You're not ready for it given what's happened in the rest of the movie. And I think that we've kind of passed what the movie true. did. Right. But that was, that was an example of a well-earned jump scare. Cause they hold that shit close. That's partially because it wasn't supposed to be there in the first place, but so yeah, to great I think effect. there's, there's an interesting conversation to be had around those jump scare, this type of jump scare that is just completely and utterly unexpected. Around that's, the Friday the 13th style. Right, and that's the weird thing, is I yeah. love the Friday the 13th jump scare, but this yeah. one did almost nothing for me. Huh. I Interesting. I would say they did similar things for me. All Same. right. Yeah. I mean, and then I guess to contrast that again with, the, I, I would say the other genre of jump scare is the one that's like built to, where yes. you have the swelling of strings and you like think something is going to happen. And frequently when you take that route, you do it with like a false jump scare where it's actually like just your buddy next door neighbor in the window being like, Hey, what's up? But yeah. right. You know, you, you have ones that are built to, and you have ones that are completely out of the blue. This is definitely in out of the blue category. And I don't know why this one didn't work for me where the one at the end of Friday the 13th does. Yeah. I can't answer that. It's one of the mysteries of, of my mind. Maybe because it's a monkey. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's something that is inherently different about like a monkey coming out of a dude's chest. That's so absurd. Uh, yeah, as uh, that's certainly to, true. Like it's a chest burster level yeah, to this know. thing. I mean, it was, that's pretty much exactly the same scene. Yeah. So it probably, it probably also ties in a little bit just with the overall scare factor of the movie itself. Like this isn't, we'll get there in a moment, I think, nope. but nope. this isn't a particularly scary movie. Nope. Whereas Friday the 13th is, no nope. more scary nope. at least at the very least maybe scarier movie this one or friday the 13th friday the 13th jake no jake's comment. making a face jake's making a face yeah <laughs> no comment no comment jake the hipster and jake won't let him scarier. answer no friday the 13th scary for sure there you go that's what i'm getting at yeah what was Joffrey the giraffe injecting into himself? Some drug to make him not have to so, sleep? So, yeah, the so that's another thing that we skipped over during the What This Movie Does Right segment. The science, the science in this movie, the science itself in this movie is, like, spot-on perfect for how science actually <laughs> works. <laughs> it's basically a documentary on monkey so what, science. So what does he do? He, he freezes a human brain, <laughs> scrapes some of it off, and then, like, boils it into a slurry, and then injects And then just injects that into monkeys, yeah. <laughs> It's so, so it's, works, yeah. it's so and then, like exactly reanimator style science. Jake, what stem cells? Stem cells. Okay, think about it. I did, and then separately from that, which was confusing for me in my fevered state, he <laughs> takes something else out of a vial in his cabinet in his lab and injects it into himself. And then there's one throwaway line to explain that about how him not having to sleep or having to sleep once every three days. Yeah, or yeah, he's on something. He's putting something into himself that renders him awake. And <laughs> apparently psychically connected to the monkey as well. That was the other thing is 
by injecting himself with this mystery slurry, he is also now also connected to Ella? Yes. Okay, sure. Was he? I thought he was just connected to no, Ella because he, he was around her so long. he had that whole scene where it was like red light, <clears throat> darkroom style. Uh, yeah, but I, I thought that's just because he was like connected to her. He, there's a line specifically where he says, maybe I can connect myself to Ella or something to that extent. And then he injects oh, himself. And then he does. And it's and the then, same oh, fuck, thing where you can like, see Ella running. That's also Boy, a scene that... where you get like the Ella jumping with like the lightning. Oh, God. That's Boy, that portrayal of science history. sure was fictional, wasn't it? There Mark. is there is also the scene. I shut up, Jack. This is hard sci-fi, Mark. There. <laughs> this is guys, hard sci-fi. You guys can die on that hill. This is not sci-fi. There is the, also the scene that is great. Like typical, we don't know what chemistry is, but we need to add something in the movie fashion where two beakers spill, and it's very clearly like baking powder and vinegar, and it's just <laughs> yeah, like fizzing on the counter. And they're like, yeah. "Oh my god!" Well, it couldn't hurt the monkeys. Oh, that reminds me, we've we've forgotten so many things this episode, guys. <laughs> I love this the like black like screen us. text at the start of this movie that's like, guys, monkeys were not hurt during this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Really good. You wouldn't get that shit today. Well, because I think we take it for granted today that this is well, the, the eight I guess late eighties you probably still weren't hurting animals, but at least in the seventies they were just. When did the animals. Bermuda Triangle came out? Yeah, I'm the pretty Bermuda sure they Triangle. murdered at least eleven sharks in the course of filming. Or they only second... had one take. Don't fucking give me that. Se- second mention of Friday the Thirteenth. They definitely kill a snake in that. I mean, animals oh, yeah. have given their lives yeah. for art. For well, sometimes art. <laughs> Roughly ten percent of the time. It's for art. Yep. Ratings. I. <laughs> <laughs> Going out with a whimper. Like it. We over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Larry David would rate Girl Scout cookies. Um, do you like Girl Scout cookies? I find them abhorrent, but come in. And for 10, think of how Paul Rudd would rate Tane. Now Tane I can get into. Stories, first category in which we rate these movies. Jake, this was your pick. Rate the thing for story. And I'm curious. I'm going to end up giving it a five. Um, on one hand, Spoilers. you have a really, really unique story that we didn't, we hadn't seen at the point in time when this was made. And we really haven't seen tried again. Um, it gets it heavy into the adult fears from a high level standpoint. Like how many movies can you think of, let alone horror movies that are about quadriplegics? This guy dealing with having been stricken with that is pretty heavy but then you have like the added element of this monkey and all of this just bananas shit makes that's it going on that makes it real <laughs> the monkey makes it real and that's why it's a 10 that uh it takes it to a really unique place no one can call this movie you know something that would be anything close to overdone so it has that going for it but ultimately like those things don't necessarily combine to give you uh, like a chronological story that really works super well in terms of beginning middle and end making you feel a consistent way the arc is kind of strange and we'll get more into it i'm really trying not to double jeopardize ultimately i just i don't think this has the best most engrossing story to begin with so you have like kind of a low ceiling 
Sure. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more with you. I gave it a five. It's it's a super unique concept, but it's not particularly Yeah, well it's a unique upon. concept of the low ceiling because it's kind of a, like it's about a quadriplegic and a monkey. <laughs> Classic Turner. Mark's going to give it a nine. I can tell. Uh, true to form, I'm also giving it a five. Oh, my God. And I, honestly, I feel like this is kind of what you were saying as well. But this is a movie like the story here is a two and a half at best. And I'm upwardly correcting it because it's not something you see every day. The novel, the uniqueness of it is what yes. is bringing this up. Yes. So if you just look at it from a pure story standpoint, there's a lot of extraneous shit here that doesn't need to happen that really hurts it's poor. the rest of the movie. And there's errors in internal logic that don't make... Like, here's a good example. Why did the guy bring two syringes? Why did Jeffrey the giraffe bring two <laughs> syringes? There's only one monkey. It's... It's, case he no misses. it's just a it's a stupid plot thing like they just the writer just knew that they'd have two because whatever mark it, I mean, it's the concept like of the double tap but with syringes mm, i don't also what they they do cover this with the line being like i put enough in there to kill king kong or whatever but like dude just put in the ld50 for a fucking nine pound capuchin monkey and not the ld50 for a 160 pound human being this is yeah. a simple then you <laughs> this is very simple you easily made something that could kill you instead of just being able to kill the monkey. When that, confronting a hyper-intelligent psychic monkey. <sighs> Lots of problems. Lots of problems with this story. But it's unique, so it's average. Yes, yes. exactly. World-building and immersion is our second category. Jake, what is your world-building and immersion score? Ah, three and a half. Ah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a weird movie, and it's too long. Like we've it's talked about it enough. I mean, it's it's a hard movie to be super immersed in because it's a hard movie to review. It is. It's there is an absurdity factor when you're dealing with a dude who is psychically connected to a monkey who is being injected with a slurry from human <laughs> stem cells. Like that is fucking crazy. Um, and even some of the things that I find so charming about this movie actually kind of take you out because it is telling a line of being a little bit weird and campy in its delivery. Um, yeah. Not an immersive movie, really. But well, it's a low score, but I don't think it's bad. It's weird. It's weird. It's a hard movie to review. Yeah. Well, look, I gave it a three. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. There's there's a weird sub subplot of the uh, the boss of the lab actually being an animal animal cruelty guy, yeah, oh, and yeah. maybe Steven people think Joffrey the giraffe is, but it's very unclear. It's it makes no sense. It's really hard to get engrossed in this movie. There are scenes, uh, the 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 bond between the monkey and Alan almost got me to tears. It's beautiful. Yeah, but you cry at a lot of weird things. I don't. Sometimes I think there's something in my water, man. Yeah, you seem highly emotionally vulnerable these days, and I'm not. <sighs> it's a cry for help, I'm sure. You want, you want to talk off mic for a little while? Yeah, hang on the line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I I went the opposite direction of you guys. I gave this a relatively high score. This might be a little too high, but I gave it a seven. Wow. Um, Whoa. I didn't I didn't want to double jeopardize it because I did feel like I penalized it heavily for story. Um. And certainly the story doesn't help the immersiveness, but I, I think that the movie does a great job of building the world of Alan and his essentially being trapped within his own body, which isn't really That's something true. we've talked about in this rating so far. Like the movie does a very good job of 
Like, it's a home invasion movie because the monkey's in his home, but it's also sort of a home invasion movie because, like, the monkey's in his lap. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not just a home invasion movie. It's like a personal space invasion movie, and he just can't do shit about it. <laughs> it pisses on him. I'm in the... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It pees on him, man. I'm in the process of killing Jack. Um... <laughs> And, I mean, that's the thing that I guess I'm going to focus on. I think that's why it is worth a little bit more. There's obviously some camp to it, but I, I, I do actually think if you're able to if you're able to stick around for the full two hours, and I do understand if you're not able to, that it's actually, you can actually kind of immerse that's yourself. That's indicative in of it not being immersive. Yeah, it has pacing problems. It's, okay, so I think what this boils down to is this is a hard movie to review to distinguish between that story from a conceptual standpoint and the execution, because yeah. it has a lot of issues that bleed into both sides. Um, yep. Certainly true. Ultimately. I mean, I think those scores kind of balance out between the three of us. So yeah, whatever. that's probably fair. <laughs> yeah. Average is about like a four and something, four point something or other. Sure. So that's probably about right. Wisdom yeah. of crowds. Scare factors up next. Jake, hit us with your scare factor score. Uh, I'm going to give it a three and it feels a little too high, but I'm giving it that extra nod because of the adult fear side that we talked about before. Uh, I think it actually does a decent job of building tension considering the absurdity of the situation. Like you're dealing with a monkey who's psychic and invading your home and like jumping with lightning. Um, People say she monkeys around. Yeah, kind of weird, (laughs) but at the same time, and Mark, you just kind of mentioned it, and I guess I'm potting that more in the scare factor score, that that element you get with you not being able to control anything around you from a physical standpoint, you are just completely helpless, is scary. And I think it does an okay job of that. Ultimately, it doesn't really save it from a scare factor score, but that's where I'm potting it, because you get a lot of scenes like that, plus the existential side. So, three. I mean, that's sort of the adult fears, right? Adult fears and existential fears are very... Highly Simil- overlapping. Yeah, because yes, the Venn diagram would be yeah, not just a circle. It's just a circle. Yes, Jake, Almost. the visual shapes you're making with your hands are very helpful for the listeners. Yeah, it is. Jack, it's like a connection, Jack. I give it a four. Um, oh. I, I agree with you. I think it's a little bit scarier than you're giving it credit for in terms of how helpless and not literally helpless, but how hard it is for Alan to do everything but that's it's not really the I mean I guess it kind of is the premise of the movie but it's not this movie scares aren't I think supposed to be coming from just a drama about no, exactly, a quadruple person. I, I tried to temper that because if you look yeah. if you lean too heavily on that you're leaning on something that could, could be seen on the Hallmark channel in like right exactly that have been made so right <laughs> um but to say this time, wasn't this wasn't on the Hallmark channel Jake me But at the same time, like Mark said, that does make it more effective when the monkey's invading your home because it's in your lap. Yeah. (laughs) So, and some of the take it to pieces. (laughs) So I I think it's it's it is it is a pretty scary movie in that way, but uh, holistically, no, not scary. Mark, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I gave it a three uh, for the reasons you've already said. The only thing we haven't talked about already is uh, there's a lot of needles in this movie. If you're trypanophobic at all, if you don't like needles being jammed into people's faces. Trypophobic. Trypophobic, one of the two. Trypanophobic is the fake fear of holes in skin, I think. Okay, well, whichever it's of those two is the fear, fear of needles. What are you talking about? It's, hmm, 
We're not getting into it's that. Not... We have already discussed this at length. <laughs> we already have a podcast on that topic. I don't know which one it was, so don't ask me. Don't well, ask which, me, Jake. Which podcast was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of needles being stabbed in or near eyes, shit like that. Uh, so that's getting a little bit of a bump up. I, I, I do think I'm not particularly afraid of needles myself, but if they make you squirm, then this will also sure. probably make you squirm. Still sure. a low score, though. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which leads us into our penultimate category, effects or judicious lack thereof. Jake, what's your effects score? You did it right. I thought you were going to fuck it up there for a second. You were teetering. No, man. No way. Welcome back, Jack. Thank you. I'm getting the hang of it. Partially. Hang Welcome of it. partially back. Um, Part of my what I just said was actually vamping, because I think this is kind of a hard category. Uh. Well, it's a hard movie it's, to review. It is. It's on the judicious lack thereof side for sure. But at the same time, like, do you consider the monkeys, the utilization of monkeys in effect? Well, I, I do. Mean, yeah. I, Spoilers for my rating. I mean, I do, but they're kind of just actors, too. Like, what you have to ask yourself with this movie is, do you consider monkeys effects or do you consider them actors? Boo is credited I, as being an actor. Not I effect. think there is precedent here. I'm fairly certain we potted in the uh, dog acting from the thing into immersion. Okay. So just going to put that out there. Yeah, but that had other effects going on. So I could like more easily parcel it out. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm not really, I guess, potting boo into effects, which is kind of a bummer because... Like now that I've gotten here, I don't feel like I can. But at the same time, I don't feel like I've given it enough credit for her inclusion in the movie, um, which sucks. And I'm an idiot. But from an effects standpoint, like I think I'm gonna give it right down the middle, like a five. I guess it doesn't do. I, I, if you're if a you're excluding lot. the monkey, what are you giving it any points for? Uh, I mean, I think it does an okay job as far as like there's everything outside of the lightning. The lightning's bad. And all the scenes of him embodying the monkey. It's got good props. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, is the props are good, and they do a really good job of making it believable in terms of what he has to deal with yeah. as a quadriplegic. Um, yeah, even with a shit they do, family. They do, aside from, aside from lightning, they also do some interesting stuff with lighting and the power going in and out. And Can I give my fucking... I'm trying to provide some analysis for you because you are floundering. Mark's right. You are floundering. <laughs> it's another good visual gag you're making. <laughs> yeah. Jake's head is on the table. We've I talked shit about out. the lab sets and, you know, like just the very obvious, like you have baking soda and vinegar and like it's bubbling. But there's another scene that, again, playing to the, like the lighting side of things is very good. Uh, you get some... I think pretty believable, scary suspense building scenes within just the lab setting as well. Um, ultimately, I don't think it does enough to get a higher than average score, though. Okay. What you just said actually just awakened something in my brain. So they, it, like you said earlier, they take three, 75% of the way through this movie, they figure out that Ella can get out of her cage. But also, all of the other monkeys in the cage can get out of their... Yeah. All of the other monkey monkeys in the lab can get out, can get of, out of their cages. Yeah. And that's just now occurring to me as a huge internal logical flaw. It's infuriating. Okay, good. Moving past that. 
Like, he get, he comes to the conclusion that the monkey figures out it doesn't need to call people when they're in the same room as him before he comes to the conclusion that the monkey can operate <laughs> the simple latch on its cage. Uh, I gave it a six. I am giving them credit for the training of Boo. I agree with you that it is acting to some extent, and there's a whole interesting debate about the uh, the intellectual property of animals, right? The the, the fascinating case where the, uh, the guy just set out yeah, no, this is really cool. The guy set out pictures uh, in the Those jungle, cool. uh, set cameras in the jungle, and a, a gorilla, an orangutan came by and took a picture of itself. Are you talking and, about uh, Congo? No, I'm not talking. I'm talking about a real thing. Are you and, about King Kong? Uh, no. Oh. And there's a group that sued uh, to so the guy couldn't sell the rights to that picture because it was the uh, the primates' uh, picture. He took well, the that's, picture. That's stupid. That doesn't even apply to humans. What do you mean? If you hire, if if there's a photographer, uh, there's I no guess photographer. It, he just set a camera in the jungle. Okay, okay, that's fine then. But generally, photography selfie. Like, like if there's monkey if selfie. There's, if there's a model, the model actually doesn't own her own IP. The photographer owns the IP. Right, but the monkey was the photographer and the model. Google uh-huh. monkey selfie. Does the does it belong to the camera company? <laughs> like maybe it's <laughs> that like argument. A that thing. argument was legitimately raised. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, so there's some interesting stuff with that. But in any case, this monkey would not have done any of the stuff without the training. This was an exquisitely well-trained monkey. It did all Exquisite. the things it needed to do. So while the monkey was a good actor, the monkey wrangler also did a very good job. And I don't know where else to put that other than effects. So it's getting a good effect score. Uh, I, Jake, disagree with you. If I didn't have the monkey training to put in here... I think it's got really shitty scenes of him embodying the monkey, like mind melding with the monkey and eh, the lightning and the fine. shitty lab scenes. So I, I don't know they what I'd CG. be giving it credit for otherwise. They had like a weird visual blur, but they weren't CG. No, they weren't. It was like fisheye and a filter. Yeah, that was all right. Yeah. Six. Mark. I mean, in my in my opinion, this isn't just utterly judicious lack thereof movie. I'm knocking it because the one thing I don't really feel like we've talked about is there's the scene where the like the the climax of the film where he's shaking the thing back and forth. Um, it's it's awesome. like very clearly a stuffed animal. It's it's, it's awesome. like the yeah. it's like the cat from Reanimator. Um, <laughs> and that's really the only thing where you are pulled out because of an effects reason. Time out. Are you knocking it for that? Yes. Did you knock Reanimator for the cat being clearly fake? Yes, he did. That's asinine. That was like amazing. It's amazing <laughs> in the campy sense. It's not yes. a good execution of effects. It's true. Like it, it might overall aid the charm of the movie. Like it, yeah. it probably gets reincorporated later. Yep. But... Yep. I agree with you. Mark's, nope. Mark's okay, comparison right. to this movie's fellow sci-fi movie reanimator is well taken, though. Mark, continue. That, uh, that movie. I'll give you. <laughs> I we can argue much better about whether or not reanimator was a sci-fi movie. I don't think either of them are. But at least well, that movie had glowing green goo. This movie has that movie no is sci-fi whatsoever. Absurdly sci-fi. Uh, six. I gave it a six. That's all I wanted to say. Really, was there's a stuffed monkey and it looks terrible. Okay, overall, Jake, go. Numbers would say that I'm giving this a four, and this is where I guess the guilty pleasure comes in because I'm not giving it a four, I'm giving it a six. Wow. I don't think this is like a tremendously good movie, but it's better than average. Its uniqueness alone is noteworthy in the genre, and it's a movie that I, despite its length, go back to. I've seen it three times now. That's 
probably twice more than a lot of people and three times more than even more people. Um, (laughs) I just think this is a charming movie that has very interesting applications of what the horror genre is. And that's testament to Romero for sure, because think about what, like from a 30,000 foot view, this movie is about. And then how can you make that an even remotely interesting horror movie? He definitely did that and more. And I think that that's worth mentioning for sure. It's a movie that I would recommend for sure. Um, I just can't give it much higher than the average score. Just a bit. You, you should probably check it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a five. And it's it's a hard one to give that score to because it certainly isn't an average movie in any way. Like, no, no aspect of this movie is average. But... I, in terms of how much I enjoy watching it, how much I respect it, like, I can't, I can't square those things to come out to anything other than a five, because it's hard to sit through all two hours of it, but it's a lot of fun in some places. Uh, Five. Jake, you gave it a six? I did. I gave it a five and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Shocking. Yeah. We're really good at this. Yeah. Um, (coughs) This is, this is one of those, like summer jams that comes out they listen to 10 times and then get sick of it or like a toy that comes out that has like a neat little like new thing but then after you've kind of gotten used to it it, it falls off the wayside this movie like is the air mostly... hogs remote control car i got in 1998 it had a button and it would flick a thing down and jump into the air it was awesome this movie is mostly novelty it's mostly unique premise i don't think it has the rewatchability of other movies of well <laughs> just other movies basically end of sentence um but i do think it is worth a watch just to kind of like just i mean a because it's a deep cut of romero and b because it's a unique horror experience that kind of has echoes through through pop culture today um and if you're watching it like i am for the first time or probably for you guys the second or third time it probably still has a little bit of that charm i, I think ultimately if you watch it 10 times some of that's going to wear away and you're just watching it at that point for the insanity of it um and i i don't think it would really probably hold up over that time span but if if you're looking for some type of unique horror experience i do think it's recommendable and in that regard it's slightly better than average all right which means, Jake, I think you got to tell yes. us why you should get drunk and watch this with your buddies. It's almost Ooh, I get to break the tie. Yeah, you do. It's almost yeah. sheerly for the quotes in this one. Um, the uniqueness of the movie is noteworthy and good, but that doesn't do much for you in terms of figuring out, hey, we're going to get together, have some beers, eat some pizza, and watch some horror movies. But with lines like what this movie delivers, it ratchets up the fun factor of the movie by, like, an exponential amount and i don't think that like you're not going to have a bad time when you're watching this and it's peppering in these amazing kind of one-liners throughout the movie it, it's it can get a bit long but at the same time at least it saves itself in that regard um and on top of that who doesn't love a monkey yeah um and and to, to your point jake before i go make my own point i'll, I'll do the opposite and argue against myself here uh, the, the, the funness of the movie and the ratcheting up of it is, is emphasized by the side performances, right? Your Stanley Tucci's sure. and your Steven Roots. Sure. They make this thing way more fun than it should be. And that's actually aided by time. Yeah. Like, in 88, and like, you don't know who the fuck those people are. It doesn't matter. But now, yeah. a, bit, a bit more, I mean, it's important. To that, to that point, I feel like the only reason Leslie 
cared at all about this was because <laughs> Stanley Tucci was in it, and that's one of her favorite actors for some reason. She, was, oh, that's that's she got, like, weirdly excited. Oh, that's Stanley Tucci! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. So, Jack, yeah, do your actual job now. All right, all right. As fun as this movie is at times, that is outweighed by how fucking long and how fucking weird it is. And that's only going to be more emphasized if you're watching this in a group. You're going to be watching Alan do naked calisthenics. Yeah. You're going to be watching a way too long quadriplegic sex scene. I don't have the qualms with this that you guys do. I don't know why you guys are really... watching it drag on and on and on across scenes that need cutting down and don't have good lines throughout all of them. And the most effective and scary scenes of this movie are the ones that are introspective and shit. It must really be hard to have that kind of difficulties and face that kind of shit. And you're not getting that kind of introspection when you're sitting around with your idiot friends. So you're not, it's not, you're not getting much out of this. Just go watch They Live and have a better night. Hmm. You sealed it, I think, with that last little bit. This is a tough one to break. I I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give it to Jack. I, I do think the movie is a little bit too long, and I do think if you're Boom. looking for camp, there are better places for it. But this is a good. This is this is the thin red line of of watching <laughs> a movie with right your buddy. Yeah. If if you guys have already seen, if you haven't, if you've seen all the other camping movies and you haven't seen this one, then probably give it a watch. But yeah, otherwise, I'm going with Jack. <laughs> Boom. All right, so we've reviewed Monkey Shines, colon, an experiment in fear, but we are now out of movies to watch on the list. So that means it's time for another draft. Um, do we have an idea for how to do it this time? As a matter of fact, Jack, I do think we figured it out. We're going to do three categories again, much like we did last time. We're going to break it up a little bit differently. Category okay. one, horror-ish. We've talked about this with the horror-ish released roundup. There's a lot of movies that are horror-adjacent. Horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not particularly scary, or maybe very scary, depending on what your interpretation of the thing is. But uh, we should expand our world a little bit and have some conversations about what counts as horror and what doesn't count as horror. Two, challenge round what movies we've seen that the other two haven't again this is sort of just getting out of our comfort zones i guess or whatever but talking about lesser talked about movies that we think the other two haven't seen three we just did a little bit of a random number generation thing to pick out a random subgenre that we can zero in on and talk about kind of the finer points of and much to my chagrin houses or or trees were not picked as the we're not picked yeah we're well i mean houses kind of House is an integral part. We circled in on home invasion movies, so we're gonna let's just yeah. pick three quintessential home invasion movies. Awesome, I like it. Go now. Who's so? So the first category we're doing. Remind me, I've forgotten. Hor- wow, horrorish. It's literally okay. thirty seconds ago. Well, that's a long time, Mark. And who's picking first? You are, Jack. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I pick. That, um, oh shit, what was the name of that movie? Oh my the god. Jason Sudeikis, uh, Annie Hathaway joint, uh, Colossal. Oh, from a couple months back. Yep. Okay. Okay. Where, uh, what, Annie Hathaway embodies a giant monster. Why are you calling her Why Annie? are you insisting on Annie? I, I, I don't, don't know. We need to get to the bottom of this. Anne Hathaway. 
<laughs> her name's Anne, not Annie. Those of us who know her, Mark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her close Jack Hollywood circle. over here. Don't worry about it. I love that pick. Great. Okay. Awesome. Jake, your horror-ish pick. Uh, I'm going Turbo Kid. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Another recent right. movie. Um, I have seen it. I yeah, I've, wa- I've been meaning. To I see don't this think one it since fits you super it. neatly within the horror genre, but it certainly does a lot of things that we would be willing to accept as horror fans, especially the gore. So Turbo Kid, nice, wonderful. Mark yourself. <laughs> I'm really excited about this one. Uh, I know what you're doing already. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, know you do. All the leaves are brown, guys, and the sky uh, is gray. And the sky is gray. We're watching Congo. Oh, shit. <laughs> I fucking love it. Uh, I can't wait to watch it. It's been so long. Awesome. I dig it. Sweet. That was that a takes rapid us... fire pick session. That yeah, was. We, we, yeah, we, need to take some, we need to take like a breather, take some time. Let's talk about like a, like a freewheeling discussion <laughs> of like a challenge round movie. You've seen this. The others haven't. I got a good one for this. I know that you haven't seen mine. Well, I'm, I'm easy. Fact. I've seen none of the shit you guys have seen. So you're basically just picking for think something Jake hasn't seen. Yeah, and I know for a fact Jake hasn't seen this one. Or at least I assume it. That's the same thing, right? Um, yeah. I'm picking what might be the most classic haunted house movie. Not very well known at all. Ah. Uh, I know I've talked to you guys about it a yeah. lot before. You mentioned, this, from... you mentioned this on our brief spot with Nightmare Junkhead. I did. Yeah. I did there too, yeah. It's a movie from 1941 called mm-hmm. The Uninvited. Excellent. I haven't seen Good it. Good variety. Way to interject some variety. Yes, indeed. Jake? Oh, my God. All the leaves are you should have to, like, drink while you think or something. Brown. How could I and not How could I not pick a movie I've talked about ad nauseum with you guys? And I've recommended so many times. And, and I still don't think to you guys have seen recommendation. it. Exactly. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I'm going with spring. Yep. I knew it. <laughs> Have either of you seen it? No. No. Perfect. We're watching spring. Nice. All right. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a choice here. I'm confident neither of you have seen either of these. Do you want the one that is slightly better or the one that is slightly worse? Mark, I want oh, the one that is really slightly hard better choice. at this point. You don't think it's fun to talk about crappy movies every once in a while? Every once in a while, it but every movie on the you kind pick of crappy is crappy. Movie. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go with the slasher. Have either of you guys seen Urban Legend? I actually have seen Urban Legend. Fuck you. Okay, fine. Dun, dun, I guess we're going dun, with the other one. The worst. You one. said you said specifically you hadn't seen Urban Legend last time I brought it up. Did I? Yes. <laughs> I've seen Urban Legend. Uh, Jack, you're wildly dubious. unreliable. <laughs> okay, we're not watching Urban Legend. I have failed the challenge round. Yeah, you fucking suck. Uh, as a result, as punishment for Jack saying he hadn't seen something when he apparently had, we're going to watch the movie Virus. Jamie Lee Curtis, mid-90s. Let's oh, do this wow. thing. I have not seen that movie. It's, it's probably it's for good not reason. not what you're expecting. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Oh, yay. And then there's some third movie. Home Invasion. Home Invasion. Okay. Now, this one can uh, get I'm... a bit dicey. Let me just throw that one out there, because... We could all be thinking the same thing. Someone might. I think we're all swoop thinking the same in. thing. I think we are. Well, I think we okay, all I'm have going the exact little... same movie in mind. I'm going a different way. Are you really? Yeah, I'm going. You're next. 
That's the that's one not I a different was way. Of. That's the one I was thinking. Oh, <laughs> that's shit. exactly idiot, what I was going to pick. <laughs> I think different. Why Mark, did you I'm think like that was Jobs. a different way, Jack? I, I don't know. What was <laughs> the one different. that you thought was the same way? Well, I said it first, so you guys pick different movies then. Maybe did I'm going to pick. Maybe I'm going to pick Home Alone. How about that? Question, Jack. Did you have one picked out that you thought was the same way? Or did yeah. you just say uh, yeah, that regardless of what? Oh, watching the we already the podcast. We already did that. Not, Not on, on the, the podcast. podcast. That'd be a revisit. And actually, technically, you guys did that without me. That was before. I was yeah, here. that was pre-Mark. That was like the oh, second okay. movie we watched on this joint. Okay. Who's next? You are. Oh my god, I don't know. Um, I think this counts as a home invasion because it's been a really long time since I've seen it. But I, my recollection of it is this particular movie is very focused on home invasion and that's the purge i i guessed you were gonna guess the purge okay <laughs> jack i really you've, did you've lost all all predictive like abilities <laughs> mark are you allowing it? i specifically asked yes i'm allowing it but i specifically asked if he had another one in mind and then he said no and then he said that he predicted that you did this no, you asked. I did, and I had the strangers was the one I thought everybody was going to go to. We are firing on all. But cylinders. when that wasn't the case, I thought Jake was going to go with the purge, especially when he's talking about whether or not it is really a home invasion. Okay, Mark, save us. I need, I need to think of one. So I think I'm going to mix in a little bit of an inversion of the home invasion movie. A reverse we'll home invasion, you might say. Reverse home invasion. Uh, We'll see how this one turns out. I haven't heard a whole lot about this one following its release, so that might not be a great indicator. But great. let's watch Intruders. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Here we go. All I got to right. bring the bad movies to the podcast because you guys are unwilling to. That's not <laughs> true. We just watched Monkey Shines, which That's is a great movie. One. And but before I have that, we watched movies. Destroy All Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I... Yep. Good work. Let's get the fuck out of here. It feels like about goddamn time. Please. It, it, it really is. This has been episode 50 of the A to 50? Z Horror. Yeah, 50. Woo! 5 0 of the A to Z Horror cast. To check Get's out everything there. we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. That's going to be Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to find us. Uh, as always, the music's been coming at you from space. That is space without the A. And all those links are going to be down there in the description below if Jack does his job. And to check out everything else that's going on in the Phantom Podcast Network, head on over to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. As we just ran through, we're going to be getting into a new crop of movies next week. And we're going to start with one of the challenge round movies. We're going to check out Jack's pick, which is the 1941. Is that right, Jack? Yep. 1941 flick, The Uninvited. Neither Mark nor I have seen it. We'll see how it goes. So until next week, get your buddies, grab some beers, and watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. All right, so we've reviewed Monkey Shines, colon, An Experiment in Fear, but we are now out of movies to watch on the list. So that means it's time for another draft. Um... Do we have an idea for how to do it this time? Time? No, Jack. No, we don't. Oh, that's what we we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the exact thing you're talking about, talking about. <laughs> about. <laughs> You've been listening to the Phantom Podcast Network on downrightcreepy.com. 
Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud for more creepy shows. Ha, 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 ha.